Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tremel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol, as Governor Ron DeSantis calls for the revival of the Florida State Guard Civilian Volunteer Force. Reestablishing the Florida State Guard will allow civilians from all over the state to be trained in the best emergency response techniques and have the ability to mobilize very, very quickly. The move also means Florida would be less dependent on sharing resources with the federal government. The only way to get more troops is for Congress or the National Guard Bureau to move on this. The State Guard, however, is entirely under control of the governor and they could I mean, they could pack it to the guild if they would like. We get updates on a Broward man facing charges for extortion and sexually harassing Senator Lauren Book. And Attorney General Ashley Moody launches a statewide database to fight against mobs of looters targeting retail stores. These are massive rings, sophisticated organizations with leaders that use others in a coordinated way to infiltrate numerous stores Today's Sunrise interview is with Florida politics reporter Jason Delgado, who covered the governor's announcement to resurrect and add on to the Florida National Guard with a $100 million increase to better fund the Guard and bring back a state guard. We've got all that, including other top stories trending around the state and capital. Plus, we have your calendar of political events and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise podcast from Florida Politics. The following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Everyone loves a win-win, and if you're a fan of sports betting, you can win-win too. Billions of dollars for education, legal sports betting for you. We're Florida Education Champions and our petition brings competition and choice to legal sports betting in Florida and gives all the tax revenue to public education. That's a win for you and our kids. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at floridaeducationchampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, December 3rd. Today is National Bartender Day, so raise a toast to the men and women and those in between working the late nights. Also, this is interesting. It's National Roof Over Your Head Day, a day just to give appreciation for what you have, recognizing there are others in need of those basic necessities. On this day in 1910, neon lights became a thing. Seen everywhere today, the neon light was invented by French inventor Georges Claude. They were first displayed at the Paris Motor Show. And in 2002, thousands of personnel files released under a court order showed that the Archdiocese of Boston went to great lengths to hide priests accused of abuse, including clergy who allegedly snorted cocaine and had sex with girls aspiring to be nuns. A 19-year-old Broward County man targeted Democratic Senator Lauren Book and threatened to leak partially nude photos to Fox News to end her political career. According to reporting from Local 10 News, this all occurred during the special legislative session two weeks ago. Jeremy Camperveen of Plantation is accused of sending Book pornographic pictures and was accused of distorting fake and stolen images to threaten the Senate Democratic leader. In a statement, Book said the investigation is active and ongoing to ensure that other individuals that could be behind these serious criminal acts that are targeting me are apprehended and brought to justice. Hi, my name is Lauren Book. I'm 25 years old and I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. Um, My sexual abuse began when I was 10 years old and went on for about seven years. 
Um, I was abused by my nanny. Um, I was sexually abused and tortured. The abuse went on 365 days a year, seven days a week. Um, I had no breaks, no times off, nothing. For those who didn't know, Book founded Lawrence Kids, a nonprofit organization that advocates for child sex abuse survivors, which she holds an annual Walk in My Shoes event for child sexual abuse awareness. She started the walk in 2010. In her memoir, It's Okay to Tell, A Story of Hope and Recovery, she disclosed she was the victim of sexual and physical abuse by her nanny. Republican Representative Tyler Saroy, chair of the House Congressional Redistricting Subcommittee, opened up his meeting yesterday by dismissing criticism of the first round of House maps that were made public on Monday. Groups questioned the map's fairness, noting it would favor Republicans, but Saroy insisted the maps were not drawn with political outcomes in mind. You see something that you think uh, warrants further discussion, bring it forward to a committee meeting, bring it forward as a part of the amendatory process. Uh, and that is something that will unfold uh, as session begins. During the workshop, Democrats called on maps to keep existing jurisdictions whole rather than split communities up. Democratic Representative Kelly Skidmore said she was frustrated there wasn't more lawmaker input ahead of the maps being published. Governor Ron DeSantis was still celebrating news that a federal judge blocked a Biden administration COVID-19 vaccination rule for healthcare workers and applied the ruling nationwide. Uh, we have gotten some uh, relief uh, in a court decision against the Biden CMS mandate, which threatened to cause healthcare workers to potentially lose their jobs. I mean, obviously, we created a, uh, a lot of protections for them with our special session. We were very happy with that. At the same time, you had the federal government holding a sort of Damocles threatening to take away all Medicare Medicaid funding from these providers, and that would have been just devastating. And so the Justice Department immediately filed appeals to the judges ruling this week. Attorney General Ashley Moody announced a new statewide organized retail crime task force to help stop retail theft after a spike in organized smash-and-grab operations across the country. My statewide prosecutors have filed nearly 60 cases involving more than 250 individuals suspected of organized retail theft or crimes related to organized retail theft. These are massive rings, sophisticated organizations with leaders that use others in a coordinated way to infiltrate numerous stores within numerous jurisdictions. The Attorney General's Office and Florida Retail Federation will operate a database called the Truth Florida Organized Retail Exchange, which is available by invitation to retailers and law enforcement agencies that complete specialized training. Through the T-Force database, retailers will be able to upload data about recent retail theft occurrences. I want to thank the folks um, here in Escambia County for welcoming us yet again. We are proud to be the most military-friendly state in the nation. And there's no better place to uh, make that uh, a reality and to show people that that's the truth than right here in Northwest Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis traveled to Pensacola Thursday to announce his proposal for a state budget increase to better fund the Florida National Guard. We're recommending more than $100 million 
to support our National Guard to ensure they have the means necessary to carry out their mission, uh, whether that be the federal functions that they can do overseas, uh, whether that's supporting uh, disaster recovery and relief operations here in Florida. Uh, across the board, uh, when we need help, we have the Guard there for us. Florida politics reporter Jason Delgado covered the governor's announcement, including a proposal to reestablish a Florida State Guard. Jason Delgado, welcome back to Sunrise. How are things? All is well, Tramel. How are you? I am doing well. So we just knocked out another committee week. How has it been for you? Well, we definitely saw more bills uh, in this committee week than we have in the past, uh, given that they lost one of these committee weeks because of the special session. So they're covering some ground. Okay. So Governor DeSantis, he was in Pensacola, and he's talking about bringing back or reestablish a Florida State Guard civilian volunteer force. What is that all about? So the governor rolled out his budget proposal and a nugget in there is that he wants to resurrect the Florida State Guard. So essentially this is a paramilitary force that Florida had in like the early 1940s during World War II. And when our guardsmen were deployed abroad, these were fill-ins and they would serve the state's needs and exclusively the state's needs. I think that's the key point there, is there's no federal missions, no federal deployments, no federal dollars. 1940s, way back when, like how did he dig so deep to bring such an archaic volunteer force back? And what's his rationale for it? Florida is somewhat unique in not having a state guard. So if I know more than 20 states do have it, and the rationale, at least for Florida, is that we are, our guardsmen are overworked and they are also, our numbers are low. And so this can be a resource to supply more troops and to back up the National Guard on stateside missions. So for perspective, the Florida National Guard, they enter to both the president and the governor. Uh, But increasingly over the last decade or two, our guardsmen have been federally activated. Think Iraq, Afghanistan, the southern border, and COVID-19 mission. Meanwhile, states have fewer men to staff their own needs. So I think the governor hopes that these guys can help fill the gaps. Have there been gaps that need to be filled? Have there been like a conflict when they've both been activated by the federal government and the state at the same time? I'm sort of like trying to see what's the need for doing this now. So in October, the Florida National Guard's top general, he came back to, he came, he appeared before lawmakers and he told them a similar story. He said, I don't know that we have the manpower to protect Florida on its worst day. Wow. But if the guard force that we have now is short staffed, we don't have enough manpower, where will we get more with this volunteer force? Are people not attracted to the job? How will this help fill the need that we have now? That's a good question. And I think when you tell someone the Florida National Guard is understaffed, they look at it through a private sector lens or a corporate lens. What that means in a military sense is that the National Guard Bureau and like the federal bureaucrats have only allowed the Florida National Guard so many slots. So we're currently around 12,000 slots. And it's supposed to be on based on population and growth, 
but it hasn't been updated in years. And I mean, so much so that the National Guard generals called it antiquated. So the only way to get more troops is for Congress or the National Guard Bureau to move on this. The State Guard, however, is entirely under control of the governor, and they could I mean, they could pack it to the guild if they would like. So what feedback has the governor been getting? What are people saying about this proposal that he just announced? Well, there's mixed reactions. Uh, like anything, you have your naysayers and you have your supporters. And what's the cost? So the governor's put a price tag on it of $3.5 million, And that would pay for training. Uh, and just kind of building up of only about 200 troops. So this is just like an entry level move. Uh, I'm sure that price tag could grow over time. All right, well, Jason Delgado, thank you so much for taking this time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. You're the man, Tramel. Here's your calendar of events. The Florida State Legislative Redistricting Subcommittee will hold a workshop about house maps beginning at 9 this morning. The Florida Commission on Ethics will meet in Tallahassee at the First District Court of Appeals. The Revenue Estimating Conference will hold an impact conference, which involves estimating costs of proposed legislation. The Governor's Panel on Excellence in Long-Term Care will review applications for nursing home Gold Seal Awards. That's at 9.30. The University of Florida Board of Trustees is scheduled to meet at 11 today on their campus in Gainesville. On Saturday, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission will continue a series of online meetings as staff members evaluate rules about wildlife trapping. And the Florida Democratic Party will hold its annual Leadership Blue event, including an evening gala in Orlando. Finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes, inviting you to join us next week for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. Music